Do you get sick of chasing that next lead as a real estate agent and just keep spinning on the hamster wheel? I bet at some point someone told you that leads were your livelihood as a real estate agent and key to your success. I'm not here to argue that statistic, but one statistic that pops out at me tells me that you are losing three of four possibilities of referrals and repeat clients just because your client experience from contract to close is not dialed in. Want to know what I do? Stay tuned and we'll get into it. Welcome to the Real Estate Agent Playbook, helping you win at the game of real estate every day. Here is your host, Jeremy Kane. What's up, guys? Jeremy Kane, the Real Estate Agent Playbook. Super excited for this one as this is my bread and butter. In 2021, I closed 52 transactions, 36 of were repeat client or repeat client referrals. So I really pride myself on this. And I do not leave those three out of four leads on the table because I really dial into the client experience. It all starts with my sphere web and my tactics that I use to build my database and build my business. If you're interested in the free mini course where I give you all of my basic tools, anyone can implement for absolutely free, check out the link below or send me a comment or DM on Instagram and I will absolutely get that information to you. But without further ado, let's really dive into this. So that stat from the NAR website, 27% of people who purchase a home use the same agent they used to purchase the home to sell the home years later. And this is something that, you know, really had me thinking. That's almost three out of four. You're losing, getting one out of every four of your clients to use you again on the next transaction. And the truth is, is that we have to sit back and think like these are clients. They were a lead. Maybe at one point they became clients. They opted in. So why are we losing 75% of those to other agents, to other things? Granted, some things happen, but if I could take it to three out of four would use you again, which is kind of my goal because obviously things happen. People get their real estate license, people sell by owner, whatever it is. But understand that if you could get two more repeat clients out of every four you serve, that would be three out of four, 75% you're batting pretty good. And so that statistic really rang true to me when I was building my business and I really did things with intention. And the nice part about my sphere development stuff is that, you know, I'm working with people that I know, like, and trust or know, like, and trust me, or maybe one segment further is the people that are most important to me that know, like, and trust me, the people that are most important to them that they know, like, and trust they're bringing to me as clients. So that obviously helps kind of this space. But even if you are grinding out Zillow leads or grinding out Facebook leads or whatever you're doing, if you can take that lead and make it a perfect experience, obviously things go wrong. It's a stressful process in the real estate transaction. But if you can make that process as stress-free and as positive as possible, you can absolutely make this happen. All right, so where do the things go off the rails? Why are we losing these clients? Why is there a 27% success rate of repeat clients? Because we've already worked so hard to nurture that lead and get them across the finish line. They already trust us. So now it's just in our court to make sure that they have a positive experience and that they use us again. And if we can get that to three out of four use, use us again as real estate agents, then we're clearly crushing the competition. And who couldn't use two more transactions out of every closed transaction they've closed in their career? That would be life changing. Absolutely. So 
this is where it goes off the rails and I go back to my good friend, George Bryant. If you missed that video where I talk about his podcast and his client journey and client experience, please check it out right here. It's an absolute amazing video and I would love for you to check it out. But let's touch on his stuff. First and foremost, we have the zone of doubt and that happens a lot in this transaction. It's a perfect example when you go under contract and you say, okay, I'll send you the next steps and you send them the next steps two or three days later, they have a zone of doubt where they have no idea what's going on. You have to remember, even if they are a repeat client and they've bought and sold homes four or five times over years, things change. They don't do this every day. They aren't in the meetings. They aren't in the trainings. So it's very important that we capitalize on that really positive feeling of, yes, we're under contract. We won that bidding war. We got the home of our dreams. We're super excited for the next step. We have to capture that time frame and give them the information that they need so that they're actually, you know, focused on getting the inspection schedule, getting all of that, you know, getting the earnest money in and all the things that go into that. And so, if we just give them that ne those next steps and we're in communication and we're we're talking to them instead of yeah I'll get to that you know we have a few days before the deadline so I'll send out an email or my TC will send out an email don't 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 uh, get me wrong a lot of real estate agents rely on their TC to handle the entire journey well the truth is the TC is not as invested the TC you know gets paid a small portion of each transaction that you complete right so that's that's the part of it that's confusing and obviously you know state laws and all the things um but make sure you're doing that with your tc but make sure they're not taking over your journey make sure that they're not the the head front person of the entire journey after you go under contract because you can lose people in that zone of doubt and even if the tc's on it and they're sending them emails or whatever a simple phone call uh you know hey let's grab coffee and talk about these next steps or whatever go a long way to put that stress at rest. Now, contrary to the zone of doubt, you have drowned the journey, right? And a lot of agents have, you know, these courses and these, you know, buyer guides and all the things. And if you're asking your client to refer to the, the videos or refer to the buyer guides, you know, it's okay to educate up front and it's great to do that in a non-stress free, free environment when we're not talking about signing contracts and things. But if you have that, you still have to take each step of the journey and make sure that you're educating and make sure that you're connecting with them. And I use video in email as well as weekly contact calls to make sure that we're staying in touch because if you just kind of drown the journey and say, yeah, refer back to that, you know, 20 page buyer guide to know what's going on in this segment of the contract, that's going to be a little bit, you know, lonely and they're going to under, they're not going to, you know, 100%, you know, be, all in and happy go lucky on your services if they're just having to go back to their resources and do that. So this is a super important piece. And we've talked about this a little bit on the part two of the client journey and the client process, but this is absolutely something to talk about here as we make sure that we're, we're focusing on that. And this is where it starts to build, right? And then the next thing is the inverse journey. We don't want to talk a lot about ourselves. They've already opted in. We don't want to, you know, say I'm the best negotiator. We're going to do this at 
inspection, all the things, we need to talk about them. What's the inspection about? The inspection is about educating you on this asset that you're going to purchase. Yeah, if there's something that's broken or off or whatever, we may ask the seller for it. But the truth is that the value in the inspection is for you to go and figure out where your water shutoff is and figure out all the things, put your eyes and ears on some of the maintenance items that could come up or all of those things that the inspection brings you. So make sure that you're a part of that journey as the agent, not a buyer's agent, not a TC, not a VA. It's got to be you because you're the brand. And, you know, we can talk a little bit about teams and stuff like that and leveraging that in a second. But understand that whatever that is, whether it's a team brand or your brand, you're the brand. And we're going to either pay a lot of people to make sure that they're on brand and train a lot of people up and then they're going to leave. Or we have to be the brand as the agent, the front facing agent. So back to making their experience about them, it's very important that you are aware of their things that, you know, they're worried about, the concerns at the inspection, the the concerns along the way, the financing conditions, all the things, you know, if somebody is great as a carpenter and great, you know, understands all the ins and outs of the home, maybe the inspection isn't the time where you really have to kind of be that you know, voice of reason, but maybe the loan contingencies and the, you know, underwriting and all those things is a time. So you have to get to know your client as you go and being present along showings and being present along inspections and all the part of the process, having weekly conversations with them at the very least is is of utmost importance because a lot of times most most agents do a pretty good job at this, like right after contract contact but then what happens after you know the inspection and maybe we don't even have an appraisal because the market's competitive and maybe we have a 60-day close so in 30 40 days if you're just like okay we'll see you at the closing in a month that probably isn't you know the greatest feeling and the greatest experience because again they don't understand what's going on and why people are asking them for this and who this title person is so it's really important to communicate that and be present at this stage of the game So yeah, making it about them, it starts all the time with a personalized, customized closing gift from me. Obviously understand that, you know, if you are on a team and the brand is, you know, really powerful and everybody's trained and it's a well-oiled machine, that's great. But as an agent, if you're, that's your kind of slice of, you know, passive income, you have to understand that it takes a whole lot to, you know, take your brand or your vision and have other people consistently deliver, right? Because once people get good at it and they, you know, maybe get out of the buyer's agent thing and there's not a listing agent, you know, team team availability open or whatever, that's where things kind of go off the rails and they leave. So then you have to retrain and rebrand. So it's really important that you as the brand are really present, whether you're have aspirations to build a team later on, or you're just a solo agent like I am, it's very important that you are present and, but you make it about the, the client. So as the client goes, those customized gifts are always great. You're paying attention. You catch something, you know, obviously you don't want to deliver a, you know, bottle of champagne to someone who's allergic to wine, right? That's, <laughs> that doesn't work. So um, make sure that you're, you're very present and start with that. Start with meaningful gifts. Doesn't have to break the bank, just has to be meaningful. And there are certain strategies to the gifting and, and all of that that we can talk about at a later date. But the gift is super important. But once we have the gift, then it's, you know, you really want to make it a celebratory event. It's a huge investment. We're doing this as, 
you know, a huge life change for most people. So, you know, make sure that you're incorporating that energy into the flow. And once we close, that's when I really kind of start to, um, you know, dive in. So we're super present, as I talked about in part two of the journey, which I've talked about a little bit here. Um, you can definitely, uh, you know, understand that being present in that time frame is super important and it's not as sexy as maybe the post-closing. So post-closing, closing gift, boom, happy. Everyone's happy. We can take pictures. We can do whatever. Be careful with pictures because some people like their faces on the internet. Some people don't. So just make sure. And you don't always have to have the happy smiling. Uh, trust me, when I close 52 or 40 or 48 or 47 transactions, I didn't post every single happy client because, you know, people get sick of <laughs> seeing everybody else every once in a while too. So um, once we do that, then I have a pizza order form and we order pizza on moving day. We have it delivered. We set it up so that they don't have to have anything to do with it. You know, the sodas, the pizzas, all the things um, and feed their movers and everyone's kind of happy. That's an awesome little touch. Not super expensive. Um, the next thing is a three day post closing call. Hey, how was the move? How's everything going? How's the house? You know, just kind of to touch base. How was the pizza? All those things. Next, we have a three-week close. And before the three-week post-close call, I send a $25 Home Depot or Lowe's or hardware store gift card. Say, hey, you know, maybe there was something that happened during the move or, you know, whatever. I know these gift cards come in handy. You know, thanks so much for, for thinking of me. And I hope this, you know, gift card helps, you know, go towards something you're doing on your new home whatever. And then I follow that up with a call. You can talk about, hey, did I get, did you get the gift card? You know, how is the move? How's living in the house going? How's everything, everything going? And that is important because, you know, if you have three day, three week, three month, I'm talking about post possession. So if you do have extended possession and you're just calling someone three weeks after close and they're like, yep, still living in my apartment, waiting for the, you know, house to vacate. You don't want to do that. So it's post possession technically that these three, three and three happen. So three weeks were there, boom, take care of it. Then um, I add them to HomeBot, which is a super sexy platform that sends them their home value. It's, you know, a computer generated thing. But the cool part about HomeBot is it has their value, but then it has all kinds of different ways they can spend their equity and, you know, refinance. It has a calculator, amortization calculator. So if you pay early, um, you know, if you paid extra 50 bucks a month, how much money would you save? So it's super cool, very analytical, statistical data based around that equity. Um, and you do have to partner with a lender uh, in order to have that full report come out. But it's super clean. It's super hip. And so if you're interested in that, we can definitely hook you up with a lender that can help you uh, get on a HomeBot. And it does cost a little bit. Um, so 45 days, they get the, added to the HomeBot. And I do that because I don't want to put them in before the the sale closes because then they're going to get probably a, you know, maybe an out of date, especially in the crazy market that we've had where prices were increasing, they're going to get an out of date number. They're going to just buy their house for 600. Homebot might say it's worth 575 because that deal has not, you know, hit the system in the public record that they use yet. So I wait 45 days, then I call at three months and I talk to them about that. So they maybe got one or two Homebot reports and I just say, hey, how's the house? How's the neighborhood? Anything? you know, that I can do to help you or serve you. And all these times I'm not like asking for referrals, but oftentimes people say, hey, my brother and sister might move here or whatever. And that's when you can kind of capitalize on that. And that doesn't even count the two extra that you're missing from that statistic. That's on top of those. So if you're getting those repeat repeat 
client referrals, if they're referring you to someone else that they know, like, and trust, then they're absolutely going to probably use you again unless you blow either one of the deals or the relationships. And then after that, I have the annual review. You can check out my annual review video. We don't have to go too far into it, but essentially it's a financial advisor meeting based on their home because that's my area of expertise. I don't talk about life insurance. I don't talk about taxes. I just talk about their home specifically. So if you want more information on that, that's great. And then I um, send them crumble cookies on their home anniversary every single year. And I do the home anniversary gift and the annual review every single year to follow. Um, and then after that year, post-close or post-possession, I kind of drive them back into my sphere of influence. And in my sphere of influence are getting you know, as many touches as they could imagine, over 100 touches a year, depending on what platforms they, they use and that kind of stuff. And then client events and direct mail and email and all the things. And so they're kind of in that space. They're still a close client. So they still get the home anniversary, you know, cookies every single year and they get the annual review. But then other than that, they're they're in my sphere again where, you know, they're in that container and they're getting, you know, all my information, staying in touch, seeing my face on video so much. So that's kind of the entire journey and how I have been so successful. I don't have my exact statistic of, you know, how many clients have used me and not. But I know that usually maybe one or two slip through the cracks a year of people that I helped buy that now have sold and bought again, but not very often because, um, that's, that's how it is. And 36 out of 52 transactions came from repeat client or repeat client referral. So this system works and it's not that hard. And if you can implement this system, instead of just chasing that next internet lead, you can absolutely crush the game. If you have any questions, let me know. Jeremy Kane, real estate agent playbook, helping you win every single day at the game of real estate. Have a great day and go crush some deals today. Bye-bye.